The geopolitical world as we know it is having a major change and that change is happening as we speak. My name is Andrew Bustamante. I'm a former CIA intelligence officer. And what I'm talking about is the BRICS summit that's happening right now in Johannesburg, South Africa. Now the BRICS nation have long been in competition with the G7 countries. The BRICS countries are a conglomerate of developing countries that include five primary countries. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And they've been competing against the world leaders in economics, the G7 countries. Those G7 countries, of course, include the US, Canada, the UK, Italy, Germany, France, and Japan. What the global economy has been watching for about the last 10 years is a slow decline in total GDP created by the G7 countries. A large part of that comes because the G7 countries are growing at low numbers, but the cost and the expense of trying to live in a G7 country increases at a larger rate than the overall GDP. What we've been seeing with the BRICS countries is actually the opposite. Their GDP has been growing at a much higher rate than the actual cost of living in those countries. So as a result, this year in 2023, we actually saw where the G7 countries have created less GDP than the BRICS nations have created. So what that means is that the BRICS nations are now the primary driver of global GDP. And with that change from G7 GDP to BRICS nations GDP, it means all the other countries out there who have been considering whether they want to align with the West or with the BRICS trading bloc are now in a position where they're moving towards aligning themselves with the BRICS nations. Now, some of those countries that are looking at joining BRICS are actually close allies and long-term allies of the United States. And those countries include places like Argentina, the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, and even Indonesia. These are countries that have long been aligned with the United States and who have long kind of taken their orders from the G7. And now they're considering actually prioritizing trade with the BRICS countries over prioritizing trade with the G7 countries. Now, that's not the only thing that's important about this BRICS summit that's happening in South Africa. Another important thing to consider is that Xi Jinping, the leader of China, is actually planning to come to that summit live, which would make this the second time in all 2023 where Xi Jinping has left China. When was the only other time that he left China? to visit Vladimir Putin in Russia to show his support for the Russian-Ukraine conflict. So here we see Xi Jinping stepping out of China to go to South Africa to demonstrate his support for the BRICS. The reason that this meeting is so important to Xi Jinping is because this is his chance to demonstrate an alternative to the United States, an alternative to a Western-dominated financial system. This is the chance for the BRICS to not only take and increase their base of trading partners, it's also a chance for them to demonstrate their superiority over the West, to demonstrate that there is a better alternative than democracy, a better alternative to the future of trade, investment, and financial exchange than what the West and what the United States has created in the last 30 years. Also among the attendee list for this BRICS summit is, of course, Vladimir Putin coming from Russia. However, Putin will be dialing in via a remote call specifically because with the international uh, court order that has that demands his arrest, if he steps foot in South Africa, South Africa is one of those countries where he should technically be arrested. So even though he's in a trade partnership with South Africa, and even though he's a main participant in the BRICS trading bloc, he has to attend virtually, but he will still be in attendance via a virtual call. That means that at this one summit, we not only have 
the leading countries who are opposing the United States coming together to consider being part of a trading bloc that is a known competitor to the G7 and Western model, but we also have these folks coming together in the midst of a major conflict between Russia and Ukraine. There's a third layer to this that isn't being discussed very much in the press, but I want you to know about it. The BRICS have been considering for the better part of the last six months, whether or not they wanna introduce their own new currency, a currency that's pegged to gold and a currency that would directly compete with the US dollar. This is a big deal because countries like China, Russia, and India, after seeing when the US sanctions were placed on Russia and how the US and Western allies blocked Russian funds in Europe, countries have been looking to de-dollarize or separate themselves from the US dollar. Now, as demand for the US dollar goes down, that also means that the value of the US dollar will go down because the supply of the US dollar will go up. So what does that mean for you and I and for any other American out there who's dependent on the US dollar? It means that as the BRICS countries start to succeed, the US economy will start to fail. As we see demand go up to be part of BRICS, we will see demand go down for being part of Western and US-based trading groups. If we see a new BRICS currency that is pegged to gold, that means that those currencies will not be pegged to the US dollar and the US dollar will decrease in value. We are literally sitting on the precipice of what could be a decline in US dominance and an increase in Eastern dominance. As China looks to de-dollarize, as Russia looks to break itself away from Western Western powers as places like India and South Africa exercise their right to choose trading partners other than Western trading partners. And then of course, as allies to the US reconsider whether or not they wanna remain aligned to the US or whether they wanna choose a different side. If you're wondering how it is that we got here, that's a much larger story for a different day. Everything from post-World War II policies all the way through to to the creation of NATO, to the exercising of the Afghan-Iraq war, to the floating of the US dollar in the 1970s, all of these things contribute to where we sit today, where we actually see a stronger trading bloc emerging from the East than that which exists in the West. And as we ask ourselves the question of what is the future for the United States, in the face of increasing partnerships, increasing GDP, and increasing financial strength, from Eastern powers like China and Russia, India, South Africa, and Brazil. Whether you own a business or whether you're building your own career, whether you're an American or whether you're a Western friend or ally, I want you to know what's happening right now. I want you to see it for what it is because it really is one of the most important things happening in our geopolitical universe right now. What will happen next is anybody's guess. We don't know if the BRICS nations are going to be able to cooperate, collaborate, and bring on new members. We also don't know whether the G7 countries will be able to adapt, overcome, and create more GDP value than their BRICS competitors. But what we do know is that projections for the next five to 10 years continue to show a decline in the GDP growth of G7 countries and an increase in the GDP growth of BRICS nations. Now, it's important for me to tell you that I don't see this as a doomsday event. I don't see this as the fall of the United States or the end of Western democratic countries as we know it. Instead, what I see this as is a healthy dose of competition. For the last 50 years, the United States and its allies have become the dominant force in information, technology, financial exchange. So we've grown at an exponential rate in terms of wealth and prosperity, but we've done it without any competition. 
Now, as these BRICS countries collaborate and cooperate and slowly grow, they have become a major competitor in the economic marketplace. If there's one thing that the United States has always known, it's that competition is a good thing. Monopoly is a bad thing. Competition is what drives innovation. It's what drives improvement. It's what drives long-term success. The challenge now, though, is whether or not our U.S.-based leadership, our government and our politicians, are going to be up for the challenge of competing against the GDP wealth that's being grown by these BRICS competitors to our country. It's also an interesting opportunity for us to really start to see who are the true allies to the United States. Because if a country is really willing to leave its relationship with the G7 in order to pursue a new relationship with Eastern powers, then that shows that they're a very pragmatic and practical country, not driven by any kind of ideological common ground. Because if there's anything that keeps the G7 together, it's a common ideology, common sets of belief in things like financial responsibility, uh, human rights, democracy. And a big part of the reason why so many developing countries like partnering with the BRICS is because it's the right balance of financial growth and also keeping the privacy in place so they can also keep their own internal corrupt political and business practices intact. If there's one news story that I'm paying attention to this week, this is it. Because there is so much on the line. The future of world order in many ways is being decided right now. And the world is deciding whether or not they will continue to progress with the US as their primary superpower and move in a direction of increased democracy and increased financial accountability, or whether the world is gonna move in a different direction, in a direction that might be dominated more by a Chinese voice, and in a world where democracy is less important and financial transparency is less important, in a world where financial transactions are allowed to be hidden and where corruption continues to reign supreme. I believe in the power of competition, and I believe competition is what's going to determine who will in fact win this race. Will we see the continuation of the G7 as the predominant GDP force in the world, or will there be some kind of third option where we see an adaptation or an evolution or perhaps even a conjoining of the two systems together? Right now, we don't know, but what we know for sure is that change is happening, and change is something that we haven't seen for the last 50 years. I'm going to keep following this issue closely because I wanna see what happens if the BRICS do launch a brand new currency. And I want to see what kind of collaboration happens between Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin, the leaders of China and Russia, especially if they start partnering with American allies like India, Saudi Arabia, and UAE. And if you want to follow along with me, make sure you hit subscribe, leave a comment below, and stay tuned.